When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny View from the Ninian is sponsored by TerraceBadger.com Use code VFTN20, that's VFTN20 for 20% off whenever you spend on TerraceBadger.com. Terrace Badger is a local family-run business specializing in sports clothing and accessories, from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and custom prints. They recently relocated and upgraded all equipment to offer the highest quality products with friendly customer service to boot. Use code VFTN20 for 20% off at TerraceBadger.com. It's basically deja vu here at The View from the Ninian as Cardiff lose another game and we're back to talk about how depressed it's made us all. This week, it's only me and Ben. It's The View from the Ninny, Ben. Ben, how are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Good, thank you. Excited to talk about another loss in football? I'm delighted for it. It's It's been all I've been excited about all day. Well, we were, t- you know, off air we were talking about as I saw, I have a look at the Cardiff Devils score. They're losing in the playoff final. The Cardiff rugby team isn't performing particularly well. And I've just come to the conclusion that apart from Cardiff City women, the only, you know, Cardiff aren't allowed a good sports team at all. Um, I think they had their celebration day yesterday when they got the title, celebrating yeah. an unbeaten season. So absolutely fantastic to see that the Cardiff City women's team is basically doing it for the whole of Cardiff. And we should all just go and support them from now on, right? Yeah, they they all seem like a good bunch as well, I think. Yeah, they deserve 20,000 against... 20,000 there because the men's team certainly don't but yeah they've done they've done wonders yeah. here and they fair play to them my friend Colette's cousin plays for him I think maybe her two cousins play for him so she was there yesterday and it looked like a fantastic occasion so um unfortunately um you know we've got to talk about the Sheffield United game I think we would like to talk about the women's game a lot more but um we're just not subject experts on it yet so I think that's probably some homework for us to do in the summer isn't it Ben yeah definitely um yeah it might be enjoyable to talk about Cardiff City again then. Exactly, exactly. But let's talk about the Sheffield United loss yesterday. Uh, Cardiff City went to Bramall Lane in a must-win game for both teams. Sheffield United came away with the win 4-1. Um, I mean, before we get into the game, Ben, it wasn't wasn't expected us to win that game, was it? We, you know, we went in there pessimistic. Yeah, but I still, given the well, given the first half. At full time, that's probably the most annoyed I've been all season with the results. Yeah, because we we said that like if we played like we did against uh, Sunderland, um, a team would give us our first hammer. This probably was our first hammer of the season. I but, think it's the first time we conceded more than three. Yeah, and but comfortably, like they could have had a few more as well towards the end. But that first half, we were good, really yeah. good. If it wasn't for like a really really good save. Uh, from a one-on-one with Rawls and our own undoing for their goal, um, we could we could have been going in two 0 at half time against like a promotion team yeah. chasing automatic promotion. It's a hell of a result. Uh, it's the first time we've conceded. I think four in the league. We conceded five against Leeds in the cup. Um, 
of course. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Ben. You know, I watched the 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 you know the first half, and I, I was I was relatively pleased with the performance we put in. Like you said, there were there were times where we kind of hemmed Sheffield United back in a little bit. Um, we were having shots, you know, albeit from distance, but we were making those chances. We were working the keeper, um, and, and I think we deservedly took the lead. Um, I can't remember the last time we took the lead in a game. Um, and for a brief moment, I forgot how to exist. But we took the lead um, and it was a good penalty by Cabo, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I got like PTSD from it, though. Mm. I, Fee went upstairs to uh, do something. I can't remember. She went upstairs and we got the penalty. I shouted, oh, we got a penalty. And then I went, oh, no, we got a penalty. Yeah. All that just came flashing back was just every missed one so far this season. But um, yeah. yeah. It's good penalty. Just kept it simple down the middle, and just yeah, it's nice to have someone that we're confident can put the goals away and well, penalty away until May at least. Anyway, yeah. Um, if I had told you before the game that Jack Simpson would have been the penalty winner, um, would you believe me? No, I thought you were confused and got it the wrong way around. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he tried his best to get sent off quite early on in the game, didn't he? Um, I think he got the quickest book in the season after about three minutes, but got a kick in the head. Uh, maybe that'll do him good. Maybe it'll kick some sense into him as a footballer. Um, he wasn't that bad, to be fair. Nah, so. he wasn't bad Saturday. He was just a red card. That early yellow card, and that yellow card, he was absolutely sold a hospital pass by um, Rinomata. It he was, was just, yeah. yeah. And then you've got a really prolific attack in Sheffield United. Um, you against, have to do something, right? Yeah, and you've got a League One standard centre-back on a yellow card for 87 minutes, it was always going to be a challenge for him. I thought he did quite well. I'm not going to give him too much grief. He's not the reason we lost this game, that's for sure. No, and we'll talk about the the the, the two main reasons we lost the game shortly. Um, and again, you've already mentioned him once, but the lead didn't last long. Um, McGuinness and Rinomota combined to, I don't know, let the Sheffield United player waltz through the, the defence and Alsop got a hand to the ball, but you know he's got a hand to most things this season, but currently he's got coconut wrists um, and crumble at the first sight of football. Um it was a good goal. The guy did a good run, but it just showed how brittle we are defensively, doesn't it? It just shows that the lack of confidence and just sort of footballing brain. Like we can talk about McGuinness being young, but he's he's, he's played a lot of football for a young lad. Yeah, and even uh, like we said, every week with these errors at our level, we play. We'd be disappointed to see a goal like that. And you could see as soon as he let that pass go, it was head in hands. Oh shit! I know what I've done here. But even still, it's just. Oh, sorry, I'm confused with the goals. They're not playing the pass. It's when he turned his back on it the first one. Yeah. Yeah, he turned away from the ball, sort of basic defending. And then, yeah, horrific pop it on wrists then from uh, Allsop. Because even with getting the shot off, like backing off from the players, I don't think it's that good of a goal. No one gets no. near him. No one no one gets close to him to close him down, which is a textbook goal for us to concede this year. And now we've got a goalkeeper seemingly wanting to throw them in as well, added to the mix. Yeah, I mean... We've talked about it every week, and I think one of the Twitter questions, um, let me see if I can find it quickly so I can attribute it to the right person. Uh, Paul Carey asked, is it time for Olsop to be dropped? Um, I think it was time for Olsop to be dropped about three months ago. Um, he's got progressively worse towards the back end of the season. Um, Jack Almwick, we've only seen him in, in fits and starts this season. He's not been terrible. Um, you know, Roman Luther is very young, but how much worse can it be, really, Ben, if we're not playing Alsop? You know, Armwick had a good enough game, I think, against Leeds at home. He wasn't the best away from home and did concede a few, but he can't be much worse, can he? No. He's, I think Alsop looks like short, another player that's short of confidence, but 
he's costing us points now, and that's when it becomes a real problem as a goalkeeper. Yeah, it's got to that um, stage, hasn't it? Yeah, he he was fight like he started really well at the start of the season, made off a couple of good saves. Um, then we stopped playing. He he was bought in to be a ball playing goalkeeper. Um, yeah, as soon as you drop that style, his weaknesses as a goalkeeper suddenly become a lot more obvious because you haven't got sort of the just sort of the justifying playing him by playing him as that ball playing goalkeeper. Well, you you get the benefits to balance out the bad parts, right? Like exactly, you know, especially early in the season, we weren't facing as many shots. I don't think there were. As we said, we were losing games one or two nil, and he was. There were, there were there were times early in the season. I think even if you go back to the first day of the season, he was making some good saves against Norwich on that first game of the season. You think well, actually there's a positive here, but um, I, I I don't know what's happened. You know, we've changed goalkeeping coach of the season. We've had two or three different coaches. We probably changed footballing style, and whatever reason, he suffered the most from it. Um, and I think. You know, you don't like to chop and change your keeper, but with four or five games left of the season and, you know, there are obvious deficiencies in the way Olsot plays, why wouldn't you drop him now? Is there no confidence in Olmwick? That's the only other thing I can assume. I, I yeah, I'm 100% the camp of giving Olmwick a go. I just don't think we will. Um, it's yeah, really frustrating. Totally it's really, really frustrating because, honestly, I think Olsot's performance has been a disgrace the last three months. It's outrageous, and the sort of way he barks at the players if he's doing no wrong. And there's bits in that again. Sheffield United, those bits that really pissed me off. We sort of taking the ball down. He's three howlers in that game. I reckon. Yeah. He's, I reckon he's responsible for three goals, and then he's trying to take players on with his feet and sort of make out. Oh, look, I can still do this. It really pissed me off. Yeah, um, let's talk about the one positive bit before we get into the really negative bits, and that's the the fact we could have gone back ahead at half time. Um, that goal kind of, you know, if, if Rolls puts that away, I, you know, keeper did well to make himself big, but Rolls could have taken a bit more time with it. He could have tried to get around the keeper. It probably showed that he was just trying to, you know, he snatched it a little bit potentially. That goal could have changed the whole complexion of the game, couldn't it? Because we go in then at half time, two one up. All of a sudden, the crowd are quieter and nervous again at Bramall Lane, and we've got something to build on in the second half. Which I don't think, you know, I can't remember the time that we've gone in and in, in the lead and, uh, at half time under Lamucci. Um, you know, this we could talk about it all we all we want, but that is, you know, that's a sliding doors moment, isn't it, Ben? Yeah, it's there. Or did I say that a few earlier in the season, swinging door moment? Swinging doors, yeah, yeah, uh, revolving that, doors moment. Yeah, that Wickham's rattling the crossbar as well. Mm. I think that was the real big moment. Yeah. Um, as soon as that happened, we lost all belief. But I think again, it's systematic of the season, isn't it? Like the couple of things don't go away. Our heads drop massively. Yeah. Um, it felt like as soon as. More so with uh, Wickham's rattling the crossbar than Rolls' miss, which I think is really good goalkeeping. And it I think it's, it's good keeping. That's why I don't want to put too much blame on Rolls' shoulder because he did everything he could, really. Yeah, got out, made himself big. And it, I think Rolls is probably one of the last people you want in that position one on one like that. And that yeah. might be different. You've got some like Philogene or Cabba there, but it was who it was. And I thought it was a great run to sort of get in that spot. Then Wickham rattles the crossbar early in the second half. And as soon as that hit the crossbar, didn't go in. It felt like all the belief went from those players. We stopped playing yeah. and just, yeah, it got Sheffield, went, uh, Sheffield United's heads up and ours dropped and it, there was only one winner from then on. Yeah, um, second half, obviously, Simpson went off at half-time. O'Dowder came on. He also got booked very quickly. Um, whoever's playing left-back clearly had a, a, a yellow card bet on themselves, allegedly. Obviously not saying that as a true thing. Um Get to the get to the, the other goals. Um, I've basically written here that McGuinness looked like he never really defended before. Um, I think for the second goal, the ball comes across the centre of the the goal, and he's you know none of the defenders are really with it. 
Um, none of them react. Alsop doesn't get out, even though the ball's in the six-yard box. Um, free man for them just to dive and head it home. Second one, he absolutely sells, and this is where I won't blame Alsop, absolutely sells Alsop a hospital pass, catches him completely unaware. Um, McGuinness has obviously done well since coming back from Sheffield Wednesday, um, but it just feels like he's becoming a symptom of, of, of the rest of the badness within the club, doesn't it? Like It feels like we're dragging him down to a lower level than he is at, really. Yeah, he's really suffered from going back to the club, and he because that's not the same player that sort of wowed everyone just before he came back to us again. Was it against Newcastle no. United Sheffield Wednesday played? And he yeah, was man of the match. People talking about it as a Premier League defender. Yeah, not when he's doing stuff like that, because yeah, they're, they're criminal, those mistakes he made. Absolutely criminal. Yeah. He's turned in gamb- first goal, he's gambled and sort of turned his back, expecting the shot to go into him. He created so much space. And then the back that back pass is absolutely horrific. He's he's never got a chance of getting enough power for Allsop, who's firmly planted in the six-yard box to get to it. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, uh, that that's the only goal Allsop's not responsible for. I was going to say, he, that's probably the one he isn't responsible for, but can you blame him a little bit just because we don't like him at the moment? Could no, I think out? I, I, there's Come plenty on, more. Man. Come on, dig deep. Dig deep. Come no, on, find some to criticise for. He gives us plenty to hammer him with. We can let him yeah. off for this. And I think it's, it's, that solely sits with McGuinness. And then um, there's a final goal. Obviously, we talked through the back pass, talked through the um, cross-cross goal. The final goal was a bit of a comedy of errors, wasn't it? I think Wickham and Olsop, it's in a six-yard box. He should be doing more to claim it. Bundles himself into Wickham and then the ball bounces around. I don't know who it hits at one point. It either hits Berger or one of our players and then drops at Kieran Clark, who was had an easy goal from you know one yard out that he could volley home. It just... That was a neat summation of everything that's gone wrong at Cardiff City this year, isn't it? Two defenders falling over each other, the keeper missing it, and then it bobbling around and landing a yard out to a Sheffield United player's feet. Yeah, it's, it, I think both like the second and fourth goal show um, Allsop's weakness at coming for the ball. He can't command the box. He just shouts at defenders, and that's not the way to sort of command the box. Um, he doesn't come for the ball. He somehow gets shorter while trying to jump for it then sort of falls over Wickham and then claims he was fouled without realising yeah. that it was Wickham he fell over. And then the rest of the defence then just sort of sat with a thumb up their ass, just not reacting. And it's just so frustrating that every team we seem to play seems to want it more. They're yeah. first every second ball in that sort of situation. We're so flat-footed in all those areas. And that's just, it's the basics. It's not forgivable. Yeah, it really does. Like, you know, we'll talk about Lamucci in a sec, but going into the kind of this running of the season, you know, to quote that Brian's gun video off Twitter, there's, um, you know, five cup finals now we've got ahead of us, basically. Um, you know, yesterday was a cup final. Every game's been a cup final since bloody Christmas, really. Um, and I think we're just in, in it, it, there's nothing that excites me. Yesterday, yes, we started well, but we started well and we can sit here and say, if Rolls had scored that goal, it changes everything. But we still came away with a 4-1 loss. Like other teams wouldn't come away from that game with a 4-1 loss. They would have drawn the game. They would have won the game. But as soon as they went 2-1 up, my levels of confidence with this team is that we're going to lose the game. There's no way we're going to come back in and get a point or even win this. And that's what I'm worried about going into the next five games, really. You know, we've got Watford on Wednesday. We'll talk about that in more detail later. But if Watford score a goal in the first 10 minutes, then we might as well not play the rest of the 80 minutes because we're going to lose that game. There's no way we're going to get back into the game. Um, and we've got to do that against Rotherham, Huddersfield, who all seem to want to fight for it a lot more down at the bottom half of the table. Um, and I just think, I just think we're fucked. I, I put the tweet out sort of at the end, and that was the bit. And this is where I got really annoyed at full time of just none of them. There's very few there that look like they want to enter up for the fight. 
There's yeah. th- there's so many players there that let themselves down. They've really got to take a look at themselves. I think Cabba battled hard. Philogene run his socks off, but just sort of eventually there's only so much he could do. But there's a lot of players and senior players, like experienced pros that we brought in that, like, I get this squad's not good enough and it needs a lot of work in the summer, but they should be doing a lot better than they are. That first half showed we can compete with teams like this if we're on it. And then to go from that to sort of the collapse we did in the second half just is not acceptable. And no, that's this question marks, uh, and we're going to come to it with Lamucci um, for his tactics there. Sort of when you're playing um, Ogarida at left centre back, it's 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 a bizarre one, but really none of the tactics weren't really the fault for the goal. It was in every one of those goals is individual errors, and yeah. you you can you can't account for that as a manager. There's only so much you can do. No, and that's what you know. We'll we'll talk about Lamucci and all that in a sec. But once the players get on that pitch, you, you do have to have an implicit trust in them to to act out what you want them to do and to to stand up and be counted. And I think there's players on yes, you know, when you look at the performances from a few players yesterday, um, especially you know we've got people like Rinomoto who came in with so much promise. And I like Rinomoto. I think he's a good footballer. I don't think we've used him in the right way. But why is he starting yesterday's game? Because it just doesn't feel like Lamucci gets the best out of him. It doesn't feel like he fits in with that, with the, the, the way we want to play. Wintle has completely faded in the second half of the season. He was so yeah. good at the start of the season. It became a running joke that we've saying that he was underrated because he'd become so good. He's probably being probably overrated still now. He's probably in there just because on the on the on the strength of that first half of the season, he doesn't really offer anything at the moment, which is such a shame. He's the one who should be kind of setting the tempo and driving the way we do things because that's the player he is. He did it at Blackpool last season, which is why we brought him back in. But he just doesn't seem to want to. He doesn't seem to be able to do it here. Yeah, um, there's a few like NG. Yeah, uh, when you NG's when you start favorite. wanting people, when you're expecting people to grab the game by the scruff, he's the sort of typical player expecting from it. And he's, he's not even shithousing anymore. He's just faded. He was really yeah. off the pace. Wintle agree, totally agree with him. I think all he's done the last few games is a couple of really mistimed shots. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think, I don't think Kipre was that good. I think Kipre's faded in the second half of the season. I think, you know, we're seeing why he's on loan at us and not in the team at, um, at West Brom. Um, yeah. I think we're seeing, you know, you know, we're having to rely on Simpson at left back, which isn't ideal. You know, we've got all these players who are just in and out of the team. It's just, it's yeah. You know, I yeah. It's we're just we're just not a very good football team, are we? We're just lost, aren't we? That's the yeah, issue. We're, we're completely lost. Lost club that's just got no, no identity, no understanding of what yeah. we're doing. It's it's a worry, and yeah, like we said last, we said the last podcast. Um, why well, did anyway? I, I still think we're gonna stay up, but it's not because we're gonna do well. It's because I think QPR are just that little bit worse than us now. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk. Look, we'll talk about the, the the last few games of the season. We'll talk about Lamucci in a sec. But um, uh, as we as we discussed last week, we we're we're part of the Sports Social Podcast Network now. Because of that, we've got some advert breaks that allow us to bring in some money. These are gonna be peppered throughout the show. Here's your first one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right, 
let's go to Twitter. I won't announce every ad break going forward, by the way. It's just I'm letting you know because it's the first time we've ever had an advert on the podcast um, beyond our Terrace Badger sponsorship as well. So it's a good thing for us. It's a good thing for you guys as well because it means we get, you know, just better publication for the podcast and all that kind of good stuff. A um, lot of Twitter questions again, as usual this week, twitter.com forward slash VFT Minion if you want to get involved. Um, uh, Sam says, I don't think I've ever been so pleased with a 4-1 loss. Matched them for 75% of the game. Flip side is, I don't know how the defence has gone from very solid to whatever you would call it now. Mark Blackmore, first 45 minutes, bottle it and find a way to create it over 90 minutes, three times in the next five matches. Seven points, I think we survive. Anything less, and we're relying on others. Leon Millard says, the team have to give the fans something to support, something to shout about. It starts with Watford on Wednesday and Huddersfield on Sunday. If we can get four points from those two games, we have a fighting chance. Um, question for you. Ben, if you took Indiana Jones out of Raiders of the Lost Ark, the story would unfold exactly the same. Would the same apply to Allsop? Not with Indiana Jones, with our season, maybe. I don't know. I'd I quite like to see Indiana Jones sort of like Ryan Allsop right. as Indiana Jones. Ryan yeah. Allsop and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, running from the boulder and the boulder just goes straight through his hands. Yeah, um, I think I think I think if you take Allsop out of this team, things might get better a little bit. I think we pick up more points. Like I said, I, he's starting to cost us points now. He's, his mistakes yeah. are leading to goals and leading to results, and yeah, I think we'd. Pick, I I think he's probably since oh, since Morrison got sacked. I reckon he's probably cost us seven points. I I mean he cost us three at the weekend, and he's definitely cost us. Did he cost us? Was it last week we blamed him for a lot of the goals as well? Yeah, it's it's becoming a just, real. That, that's six I can remember. Six points I can remember. Yeah, um, there's a game that we drew that we shouldn't have. So when we get seven points, he'd cost us would even cost us eight points, not yeah. He's um yeah, he's he's a real problem at the moment. Yeah. Uh Sam Hill, great first 45. Rolls has to score to put us two and up. We matched them for large periods, but individual errors cost us again, and we capitulated towards the end. Even if we stay up, I feel Lamucci will walk away, leaving us looking for another manager. Do Purse or Tom Ramasut finally get a go? I'm gonna I mean Ben's shaking his head, I'm shaking my head. I think Whatever happens in the summer, if it's Lamucci who stays, and I think someone else asked the question, which we'll go into more detail on as well. If Lamucci stays or goes, I think I think the whole coaching team needs ripping out of that thing. Yeah. I, mean, I don't I, I I don't really know how much you could put the blame on, say, an academy coach or Tom Ramasser. Um, but if either of those get off of the job, I think we're doing something terribly wrong. Yeah, it's just it screams exactly what the issues are behind the scenes of the club of lazy short termism. Nathan Reese, first 60, 70 minutes, we were doing all right. Cabo was a few inches from the defender, missing a header and him scoring. Wicker the same after hitting the bar. If we score from either of them, I think we've gotten something. Instead, our mistakes cost us again. Chris Bradwick echoes you, Ben. We found someone who can score from the penalty spot. Uh, Reese Williams, sign of a relegation team when we're competitive for 60 minutes and yet we still end up getting beaten with relative ease. Absolutely. Uh, Simon Hiscox, can we bring pessimism corner back or is it too late? Simon, I think we're firmly in pessimism corner every week at the moment. Um, yeah. I don't think there's any cause for optimism from our side just yet. So until we say otherwise, this is pure pessimism corner. Uh, Stuart H, the biggest positive is that Ojo didn't play. Um, Sean Fraser, who realistically takes over from Sabri if we go down and what players can we even bring in? Bad times if we go down and Vincent Tan stays, the lack of investment will just carry on. Cheap options will send us even further down the league's um, possibly finishes um i'll come back to that one because someone else asked a similar question so I'll make sure we talk about it at the same time john tm williams can't understand selections subs what's going on poor squad i know but what the fuck 
Common Bluebird, fellow discussing tan players and managers. So who's the best online Cardiff fans? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or the forums, message boards? Oh, I wouldn't say... I think Twitter's pretty pessimistic at the moment. Um, Facebook, I'm not really... Ah, uh, Facebook. Really go on. Don't, yeah, Facebook bad. It's not a good place. Like, yeah. Um, I can say something really bad then, but I won't. But <laughs> yeah, the Facebook. Facebook's bad. It's hard to say which is the best one, isn't it? Maybe it's the forums. I don't go on the forums as much as I used to. I used to spend a lot of time on the forums um, back in the day. The forums are sort of blighted by that dark space, though, aren't they? That one area that sort of is very problematic. Are you there, Ben? Yeah, sorry, it just dropped out then, didn't it? Yeah, my Wi-Fi dropped out very briefly. Sorry, I didn't know it would um, impact it like that. Um, right, back to Twitter. Craig Keenor, the cheek of Allsop, getting himself the nickname Rocky when I haven't seen him punch away across all season. Costas goals every week. <laughs> uh, that's probably tweet of the week. Jordan Reed, momentum is a powerful driver. Luton have had constant success for years. Brentford had the same. I feel our momentum is quite negative at the moment. How do we break this? Ownership management players, Brecken, Carrig, water only, everyone on a fish diet like Harland. Um, I think the fish diet would work. Fish and rice cake. Um, probably have that 11 a.m. and then 1 p.m. fishing a rice cake, um, and then again at 3 p.m. fishing a rice cake. Um, I think I, you know there's there's an, there's another question about this as well, um, but I think it's the whole club needs raising to the ground, doesn't it, and starting again. Yeah, I'm just enjoying your what's that a joke from what from a meme from like what 2008 2009? What the fishing a rice cake thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought it's a classic. That's so good. I haven't thought about it for years until you said that. And I was like, that's class. Fishing yeah, look, we, um, we, we've spoke about it a lot, haven't we, this season, of just the club needs a reset from top to bottom. There's issues that are fed, are filtering down off the pitch throughout the club. Yeah. The club's the club's toxic from top to bottom. And yeah, yeah it's it just needs a complete reset. It really does. Uh, Reese, um, our day this, says, what's the best flavour of LucasAide? So, I, I mean, one. you've got to break it down, I guess, into two two areas, really, haven't you? Because you're going to have the fizzy LucasAide and you're going to have the LucasAide Sport. I'm a classic orange and LucasAide Sport. Um, I, I think you can go wrong with orange and LucasAide Sport. So you're, really you're like a raspberry. One. I really like the raspberry one, yeah. Down goal on a Monday. If I, if I forgot my water bottle, that is my go-to as a raspberry LucasAide. But LucasAide, the classic LucasAide, it has, original. To the, has to be the original. Yeah, well, I don't even know what flavour it is. Do you know what I mean? It's like Iron Brew. It's, a, it's a completely on its own in terms of flavour. Um, Oliver Reese, instead of going to Bramall Lane, I decided to go watch Inter Milan versus Monza for my 25th. An exciting attack-minded team who should easily win. Final score, Inter Milan nil, Monza won. Even <laughs> in Milan, the ghost of Cardiff haunts me. Yeah, I mean, my other team lost yesterday 6-1. Um, so I'm 10-2 down on aggregate um, in games yesterday. Uh, Golf Dweeb, I'm still fuming about Rotherham. Uh, Benefactor, if you could make one of the loanies permanent next season, who would it be? Cabba, Philogene or Kipre? For me, it's Cabba, uh, Ben. I Yeah, I think Cabba would do better. But I'd love to keep Philogene as well. I think he's class. I would as well. I just... I just... I, I think I I said no, I, I'm not saying no to him. I've just counted it out because if we wanted to keep him next year, we've got no chance because he's far too good for us. Yeah, um, yeah. I think Cab is realistic, and I yeah I, I have yeah I'm I'm starting to properly fall in love with him. Yeah, I really like him. 
Uh, David Williams, a bit damning when you think the best thing Simpson has done all year is get kicked in the face. Uh, play that position and it shows. Surely Baggin isn't so much of a risk when the alternative is more of the same, which is nothing helpful. I do wonder what why he doesn't want to play Baggin. He kind of talked about it in the week, didn't he, about um, youth and he's going to be a player in two to three years' time. But it's not like he's 17, 18. The guy's 20, 21 and has played a fair amount of league football for us. Um, it, it doesn't seem like Lamucci trusts many of the young players, does he? Because Davis, Colwell, they've had a few starts here and there, but they're constantly on the bench. They're not really starting games. Baggins nowhere to be seen. Um, I think we had Antwi on the bench earlier in the season, but he's not really been on the bench since. Is it just because we're in that, that relegation fight he doesn't want to put, put them on? I think so, yeah. It's just not the situation to get the best out of them. You you, you run the risk of damaging players, especially defensive players, like when we're this much of a mess. you He's not going to... Young players need to be talked through the game. They need leaders around them to sort of talk them through and explain where they need to be and sort of just sort of coach them through it on the pitch. We yeah. haven't got anyone that can do that to Baggin. Uh, we saw that as good as he can be, he's good going forward. And he's got his moments where he's defensively solid, but he does switch off and needs to be told. And yeah. without a natural leader there, it's not going to happen. And that's, there's people saying Simpson didn't play left back last night. He, uh, like on Saturday, he played left no. centre back. His, his, yeah, he was, so, he was part of the position. Yeah. So it's. It, Rolls has done all right at left wing back the last few games. It's been really surprising how well he's done. I, I think it's Rolls adapting to his, you know, he's not the player he once was, was he? He's not as all action in the midfield as he once was. He's not as aggressive as he once was. I don't know what it is, but I don't know if it's every, you know, he, he's not, his heart's not as in it as much at Cardiff anymore because everyone's left and he's the one who's kind of stuck around. I, I don't really know. Um, but it, it feels like he's adapting to a new way of playing as he's getting onto the later stage of his career. Uh, Gig Z from the last part New Balance is still the kit supplier for next season from the game that game changed with Connor Wickham hitting the bar that goes in and it's not going to be a runaway four goals for United we just seem to mess up those crucial moments i.e. McGuinness's back pass but he's still young and we will young and we will learn from it Tommy Doyle talking to players you get on loan and fall with he's going to be some player fall in love with he's going to be some player in the future a result against Watford and then against Stoke will give us a bit more confidence but Jesus Christ I just want us to be four points clear of 22nd place going into the Burnley game um uh, King, well, I'll ask this question first and I'll come to the last two. Uh, which Adam Sandler movie is your favorite? Ben, it's from Adam, my brother. I think Waterboy. Waterboy, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with that. I thought, I thought about it, I've probably got three. Uh, Uncut Gems, brilliant, one of the best things I've seen. Uh, just made me feel anxious the whole way through the film, which I probably shouldn't enjoy, but just did. Uh, I really like Hustle. Um, I like it when he plays a kind of sad, sad character on the verge of going a- a- absolutely mental at any point. Um, and I Which think my favourite was that the basketball film. Yeah, that was decent. I really liked it. And then if I had to pick a comedic film, I'd probably say Happy Gilmore. Um, I love The Waterboy, but Happy Gilmore is, is a classic. Right. Thanks for your Twitter questions. Twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian for your Twitter questions. I kept two for the end um, because I think it goes into what we're going to talk about next. And I've just put it as the headline, Lamucci. So uh, Diff MJ said, I know last pod, Sabri's future was a touchy subject, but even if we stay up, which at the moment seems like it would be on a point deduction technicality, can you really say he's done enough in terms of results and style to want warrant automatically giving the job if we stay up? And then King K, and this leads into the wide discussion, what are your serious opinions about what happens to Cardiff when we arrive in League One? Is it up from there, a struggle or settling for the league for the long haul? Um, let's talk about Lamucci. And then we can talk about, you know, what's coming in the summer. Um, I think 
It was his 13th game in charge on Saturday. He's lost eight of that 13. I think he's won four, drawn one. Um, so it's not the best record. I think it's a win, win percentage of about 30%. Um, Sky showed us that stats thing that basically had us at the worst in everything in the league from goals all the way down to like shots from set pieces, whatever it was. Um, there was there was about five or six where we were worst in class for it. Um, I think we've already talked about it on this podcast. He's being let down by his team. He's being let down by the players. I don't think Morris, you know, we hailed Morrison's recruitment in the summer, but I, and I do think Morrison had to deal with circumstances that were quite restrictive. Um, and I think he, you know, we all thought he signed good players. You know, we, we talk about Rinomata, Reading were gutted to leave him. Sawyer's had a really good half season at Stoke, and Sawyer's is a good player on paper, um, and you know, had comes with a lot of pedigree. But they haven't been perhaps what we expected this year. Um, but to, to diff MJ's point, to Matt's point, do you think he should automatically say if he, if he keeps us up, would you automatically give him the job then? I think you have to because we've chopped and changed so much a season, and also I don't trust the board to get anyone in better. Mm-hmm. I think he's the smartest footballing approach manager we've had probably since, well, Warnock was sort of like an obvious one. So you can't really say that. It felt like it's the most thought that's gone into a yeah. signing in a long time. And for me, that goes a long way. I think he ha- he should stay. I think he's a really good manager. I just think he's dealing with a lot of shit on and off the pitch. Oh, of course he is. Struggling to work out how to get the best out of that because... Fuck, it's not an easy job. This you look at some what some of these players are doing. What can you do? How, yeah. how do you counteract that? Like all these individual mistakes, just there's only so much a manager can hold responsibility for. Completely, and it's one that I'm kind of I'm tussling with, if you will, because I think the results haven't been there. But you know, I think he he came in at a strange time. If he'd come into the season earlier, you know, say we'd hired him when we hired Hudson, I think things would look a lot different because he'd have had more time with the squad. He'd have had a full January to kind of get to grips with them. He'd have had the World Cup break to get to grips with them. Yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff. He came in at the end of January. He was afforded the, the ability to sign one player that he didn't even know about. We just signed Cabba. Um, if you go back to his press conferences, he didn't even know who it was that was coming in, really. Um, and I think there has been positives in the way we've played and positives under his management you know Sheffield we could talk about the Sheffield United game most recently we looked quite good for most of that for some of that game we looked like we, we were going to score goals you know the the Swansea performance as much as we lost 3-2 we, we came back from 2-0 down to 2-all and we showed a bit of fight and a bit of willing in that game even though we ended up losing the game I don't think you know it, it was Allsop's fault again for that one that's another one so that's probably 11 points that Allsop's cost us um, that's just off the top of my head um, and I do think that he's been let down by by the squad um, does that, you know, summer comes, and I do think when you look at some of the performances that are going in at the moment on the pitch, is this squad going to get ripped up and, and wholesale changed? Is that something we can even do? Because I think if you're someone like Callum Robinson, if we get relegated or stay up, you're probably thinking I could be elsewhere, couldn't I? Yeah, but how many teams are going to take the gamble on him? He's not as good as he's been. He's probably been one of our better players, but he's not exactly set the world on fire. No, the, only thing, the only thing as far as sort of transfers for players like him, uh, Perry and G is, especially if we go down, is they're worth money. Yeah. And we're going to, if like, it's not as big of a jump as going down from the Premier League to the Championship, but from the Championship to League One's a hell of a drop-off. Um, so look, players are going to have to get sold. Like, it's if we go down, it's, it's a chop and change squad again, but purely because we have to, otherwise the doors get closed. That's another issue we've got to contend with because we still can't sign players on a fee. 
No, it's, I mean, it's, it's a nightmare situation, isn't it, when you think about it? Embargoes, you know, if if we had to really rip up the wage structure last year and go from players earning 25, 30 grand a week to a maximum of 12, if the, the rumours are to be believed, then what's going to happen when we go to League One? You know, you've got an owner who... And and this comes to the point that um, King Chaos, you know, what are our serious opinions about what happens to Cardiff when we're in League One? Um, I, I just, I, I had this conversation yesterday with people. I just have no idea what's going to happen. You know, Tan basically already views the football club as a burden to him. He's not as involved as he once was. You've got Dalman and Chu, who are basically part-time owners, uh, chairman and CEO. You've got an owner who you know, the only time we hear from Dalman in relation to money is him basically saying, oh, Tan's got to put £2 million a month in just to keep the club running. It's like, doesn't it sound like an owner who's enthused about running this football club? You know, we, he basically has wholesale decision-making ability still, Vincent Tan. Like, what happens next when we go down to League One? Does he does he pull the funding? Does he go, right, you're a failing business now. I'm only going to give you a million pounds a month. Then we have to cut, cut our cloth accordingly. Yeah, I think that's probably what will happen. It'll be... <laughs> What's, what's, what was the thing the Tories used for Liverpool? They said about Liverpool years ago, managed decline, is it? It's managed decline, yeah. Yeah, we'll be put into that because he's not interested. There's no attractive, with everything going on off the field, there's no one that's going to be stupid enough to come in and do it. Yeah. It's just it's just going to be a managed decline thing of just, at best, you're sort of settling into sort of a prolonged period in League One and sort of hoping you do a sensible reset, sort of like it did, but did with like someone like Sunderland, but that took him five years. It's yeah. Do you see? Do you see any prospect of us? You know, I think I think we we have to talk about relegation is a very serious opportunity, you know, prospect. You know, we're we're fighting for our lives at the bottom of the table. We're level on points now. We're Reading. Like, you know, we could be overhauled by them this week if if results go the the, the way that they could go. There's no, there's no, there doesn't seem to be a prospect of us bouncing back. The club just seems down on its haunches and it doesn't feel like if we go down that there's going to be the optimism to come back up is there no I think under this current regime we're only going one way and that is to league one and what happens from there is anyone's guess but right now I don't get the feeling that league one is going to be good for the club at all I think there's going to be massive massive issues um yeah it's 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 a really worrying time and it's not the right time to have an owner that's not interested or invested in the club. This is where, this is where leaders need to stand up and be counted and the leadership from the board. And that's probably where it filters down onto the pitch as well. Look, if you've got an owner that's not asked and doesn't care about the club, and just sees it as a burden, players aren't going to step up and make that bit of an effort as well. Everyone needs to pull in the same direction. And probably as long as Tan's been here, we haven't done that. And it's really, really coming to bite us on the arse. It feels like, those promotions that we got were in spite of the work he did. It's oh, just... I, the Warnock promotion almost felt like an accident, didn't it? Like we oh, weren't yeah, it meant was... to go up that year. It was two years. I think even I think there was a thing on Talksport. Someone Darman said it was two years too soon. Yeah, and like we just and never recovered from it. No, and you look at what's happened there, and yeah, it's just it's amazing how but how quickly we've fallen though. We haven't quite gone and done a full wall, so it's two relegations in two years. But fucking, it's just scary how bad of a state this club is in, isn't it? Yeah, and that's what I mean about going down. Like, I, I do, I do understand the kind of gallows humour in potentially, you know, us dropping down, and um, you know, there's some nice away days, there's some different teams you haven't played before. But you look at League One now; it's not like 
it's not like the old days where the teams drop off when you get to League One. You know, if you're looking at the, the promotion fight this year, you've got Plymouth, Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday. Shout out Aaron Hawking for Plymouth, by the way. They're top of the league. Uh, <laughs> Barnsley, Bolton, Peterborough and Derby as a top seven, right? Derby were, you know, Derby shouldn't be in that league. I know they've had financial difficulties. Peterborough are always dangerous. Bolton are doing brilliant work under Ian Everett coming back up from League Two to where they are now. Barnsley have got, you know, they've had an incredible run this second half of the season. Then beyond that, you've got Portsmouth, Charlton. You've got teams like Lincoln, um, Exeter, who've all been knocking on the door in recent years, all in the mid-table. Wickham are in eighth, who were in the championship a couple of years ago, um, a couple of seasons ago. Like, that league's not going to be easy to get out of. And then we've got all the summer changes that might happen as well. I think there is a false sense of confidence that if we go down to League One, it's going to be fine and we'll probably pop back up in a couple of years. But we could, I, I think, to, to, to the tweet's point, I think we go down, we stay there for, it, it becomes a, a three or four year thing at least that we're in, in yeah. League One for. Yeah, people sort of think back to, was this, I think Southampton went down, came straight back up and went straight back up again. Yeah, and Norwich um, did the same as well. Yeah, that's not, the same League One that was ten years ago. League One's a lot more competitive now. Yeah, I was thinking that seven of the teams in League One have been in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, there's big clubs in that league, and sort of more teams sort of coming up. It's it's a it's probably the toughest league to get out of now. I think sort of you look at that in the football league anyway. You look at that promotion battle. Like, there's a lot of big clubs, and they're all sort of fighting over each other, scrambling to get out. It's, it's, you, you say seven clubs in League One have been in the Premier League. If 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 we went, if we Reading or QPR went down alongside Blackpool and Wigan, that would, on current form, jump to ten teams from the Premier League in League One. Crazy. Um, obviously, obviously, there's team. You know, the way it's looking is like that. One of Ipswich or Sheffield Wednesday will go up, so that it'll be nine, and then whoever goes out of the playoffs. But that's almost half the league. Yeah, it's it's a lot of big clubs. It's not back in the day when those teams went up. It was sort of. Exeter, Oldham, who were actually yeah. a Premier League club as well, weren't they? Thinking about it. Yeah, Oldham were a Premier League club. And then I'm just having a look who's coming up from League Two. Bradford could come up from League Two, who were a Premier League club. Yeah, it's, it's, and they, they're a big club. Bradford are a huge club, the big fan base. Yeah. I think they, what did they sell 20,000 season tickets in League Two. You've got Mark like, Hughes as the manager. There's a lot of big clubs in League One. It's not the, it's not an easy league to get out of. And yeah. You need to be well run there as well. Basket case clubs don't fumble out of the league. Like Peterborough, sort of, with the squad they've got, should be a lot, doing a lot better than they are. Derby is still a bit of a basket case, um, and that's why they're not sort of pushing promotion. Right, they're not they're knocking the door of the playoffs. But yeah, you we can't be the same shit show we are in League One because you can very quickly there's four relegation spots in League One. Yeah, it's very it's very difficult to get out of go up it's very easy to fall downwards I just have a look at Black, Black Bradford sorry no I said Blackpool Bradford have had 20,000 um, a couple of games this season by the looks of things which is amazing well one game sorry but they're, they're, they're knocking on the door of 19, 17 15,000 every game which is amazing attendances for League 2 and they got Mark Hughes as manager yeah that's wild mental. isn't it it's absolutely mental um, right another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Well, hopefully that conversation about Lamucci's future hasn't disappointed or depressed you too much. Um, I'm bringing back the Wikipedia nugget of the week this week um, because some people missed it in Twitter, amazingly, for a feature I made whilst having a shit. Um, <laughs> like it's amazing what people miss, but thank you for those who did tweet about it. Um, I've gone, I, this could be a hard one, Ben. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, I'm gonna go with the section on his Wikipedia is after retirement. Um, and it's about his jobs in 2008 and 2013. Um, in 2008, this player managed Canterbury School in Fort Myers, Florida to an unbeaten 15-0-2 season in the first year at the school. And then on the 21st of May, 2013, he was named the head, head coach of the Southwest Florida Adrenaline of the USL Premier Development League. Christ I mean, I give you nothing there. Absolutely no. nothing. But I've, you said that about that. I was like, this rings a bell from someone and I can't think who it is. Yeah, I've got nothing on this one. Absolutely nothing. There's nothing. Do you want me to give you the period he played at the club? Yeah, go on. 2003-2004. Yeah, that's not much help. Honestly, I've got nothing. Got nothing? No. Um, It was a tough one. I am sorry about that. Um, It is John Robinson. Yeah, could could be till next week's pod. Wouldn't have got that. He obviously uh, Zimbabwean-born Welsh international John Robinson, who we signed from Charlton when we got. How, how many times did he play? He didn't play. Did he play much? He played uh, forty-two games for Cardiff. Apparently, um, I think he. So he joined us in two thousand and three when we got promoted to the championship. Played a lot in that first season, but then there was a family illness, and I think he left us to go and play in Gillingham, where his family lived. Right. Um, so he, he played a lot in that first season and then just, just left quite quite quickly. Yeah, I was like... Which is a shame because he was... There was I, I remember it really well because it was like Cardiff got promoted. It was brilliant having, um, you know, having him in because he was a Welsh international, all that kind of stuff. So I loved him. Right, uh, I'll bring that back next week and hopefully I'll get an easier one for you and Tom to guess. Um, we've got one game this week on Wednesday, Ben. It is away at Watford. Um... Big game, innit? Big game. Yeah. But they're, they're a really weird one to judge, aren't they? Things yeah. don't seem to be going well there. Like It's, a, it's another circus of a club. And it's, well, no, they, I mean, I'm, in the last week, they've had to come out and say that they're not going to sack Chris Wilder. And they're almost like shocked at why people are speculating that they might sack Chris Wilder. And it's like, well, you've sacked every other fucking manager you've had. Yeah, why, why do you think we're sacking him? It's not like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, but yeah, they, they they beat Bristol at the weekend, but I think they lost to Huddersfield the week before. Um, their keeper was suspended. Um, I don't know if he was if he's suspended for one game or three games. I can't remember. Um, they have an outside chance of the playoffs. I think they're about 12th, but they're four points off the last playoff spot. I think there's going to be an almighty battle for that last playoff spot, and there could be a lot of permutations. Um, you make any changes for this game from Saturday's team? You drop in Allsop? Yeah, keep a change, hundred um, percent. I like. I think. Yeah, I think you bring back O'Dowdery. Seems fit. Put him back at left wing back. Mm-hmm. Your classic back three. Then you've got Ng, McGuinness, and Kipre. 
And I, I think yeah. Romeo needs to get a bit of a runner. He seems just a bit more solid defensively. It's funny that, isn't it? Because he was so good at the start of the season and now he, he can't seem to get back in the team after his injury. Yeah, he's just not hit that form, has he? It's, it, it was quite, yeah. I think, quite a bad injury. Sort of, He hasn't quite got back up to speed. But like, look at Watford's squad and like the money they've spent on players. Yeah, How are they 12? <laughs> it's ridiculous, really. Um, I, I do think it's just... <laughs> You know, they've, they've chopped and changed the manager three times this season. They had Billich, they had Rob Edwards at the start, Billich came in after that, and now they're on Wilder. Um, you know, if all rumours are to be believed, they're going to change Wilder in the summer because he's obviously only there till the end of the season. They've still got people like Joe Pedro. Um, have they still got Decore? Yeah, Saar um, as well. Saar's the other one as well. 40 um, million pounds the player there. Yeah, exactly. And like, they shouldn't be in 12th place. They should be in the playoffs. But their results, you know, lost, <clears throat> excuse me, lost to Luton in the derby, lost to Huddersfield, drawn with Coventry, beat Bristol City at the weekend. Before that, lost to QPR, drew with Preston, lost to Sheffield United, beat West Brom 3-2, drew with Burnley. They're all over the place on the pitch as well. Yeah, and that's sort of the faint bit of hope you've got to go with, them, isn't it? Um, yeah. But they're just a bit shit on the day which they're capable of doing. I mean, if, if you lose to QPR, there's got to be something wrong because I watched them on the three o'clock kickoff. Oh, they're fucking horrific. They're really bad QPR. So, Ooh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the toughest games on paper, but I think given where they are, it's probably the best time we could have to play them. But For sure. It's, it's all well and good saying that, but we've got to be on it. We've got to be better than we have been these last couple of games. If we can do that first 45 minutes against Sheffield United for 90 minutes against Watford, I think we'd be all right. I think there's a point there to be won. But Do you think we can do that, though? No, that's, and that is the big problem, isn't it? I don't, have faith in the, I don't have faith in the players to do it. I don't think the players have faith in themselves to do it. No, I, I, yeah, I don't really think they do either. I think, and I think, you know, they, they beat Bristol at the weekend, Watford. I don't know when they scored their goals, but if, if Watford score early, as we talked about, if, an, if another team scores early, um, let's see, Watford scored their first goal after six minutes. It was an own goal, admittedly, but they scored their first goal after six minutes. If they score after six minutes against us, our heads are going to drop and we're going to completely disappear. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long 84 yeah. minutes after that, isn't it? Because, yeah. But at the same time, I do just have a funny feeling that we could win this game. It's the one sort of place, like given the way the championship is, especially this year. Yeah, it would. It wouldn't surprise us. Surprise me to see us lose this five nil. It also wouldn't surprise me to see us win this one nil. It's that sort of potential of a game. Yeah, I really, I re- really don't know. I think the, you know, crucially, we, we we've got other team. You know, the, the teams around us have got quite big games on Wednesday as well. Reading are hosting Luton Town. You'd expect Luton Town to beat Reading. Uh, QPR have got Norwich. That's another game that could go either way, couldn't it? I think. Yeah. You know, Norwich. I think lost five one the other weekend, other week to Sheffield United. Was it? It was oh, no. uh, Middlesbrough. They lost five one to Middlesbrough. Sorry. Um, you know, they. If, if anyone, if if anyone's another kind of schizophrenic football club, it's Norwich because they seem to be. You know, they've lost to Sheffield United, beat Blackburn, lost to Middlesbrough, drew with Rotherham, drew with Huddersfield, lost to Sunderland. Again, their results are all over the place. So you have to. You have to hope that Norwich get a result there, um, and then of course, if you know Reading, Reading hosting Luton is just a massive game. Yeah, um, you just got to hope Luton look good. They're really pushing against another side looking for promotion. But it's mental how we're looking at all these games each week now, going, God, we need them to do this, we need them to do yeah. that. It's still technically it's still in our hands. We've got that game in hand, but 
the faith and belief in this squad is so little that we're already looking at the results, hoping they go our way. And I think that's just going to be the story of the season, isn't it? It's just going to be the way it goes from the next five games, four or five games. Well, that's it. Oh, and I think it's going to be a long couple of weeks. It's going to be a long couple of weeks. Um, yeah, and I'm looking, I just look at the table now and I think, you know, and I think it's 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 a confidence thing with that game in hand, right? Because we can sit here and say it's in our hands because we've got that game in hand. But say we go into that gaming hand with Reading ahead of us in the table for whatever reason, you know, on goal difference, whatever it may be, then our confidence is drained then because our game in hand is against Rotherham. And, you know, yeah. Rotherham are going to be guns out to beat us in that game. They're three points ahead of us. If they beat us in that game, it could effectively confirm their safety in the league because I think it's um, one of the last couple of games of the season, uh, the way the calendar's fallen. It's just, we've never had to, like, as I'm, I, I tell a lie, we're quite privileged as Cardiff fans that in the last, apart from in the Premier League years, we've never had to deal with this kind of relegation battle. You know, when I started going in the late 90s properly, where there were relegations in that t- time, but it was less... Less, I don't know. I think maybe it's just in. We, I wasn't doing a podcast in the late nineties, so it was less involved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just go to the games, go home, and I wouldn't read about it really because there was no forums, no Twitter, or anything else. Now it's all encompassing. It's twenty. Well, tw- twenty years we've been since Andy Campbell scored that goal, and like it's a long time yeah. since we've been involved in this sort of scrap. But fuck, I wish it was another twenty years until we have to do it again because it's horrible. It's really horrible, and I think yeah. Um, it's just we have been consistent in the fact that we've been in this level for a long time and I don't you know we, we've jumped out of the championship twice to go to the Premier League but we've been in the, in the championship for 20 years basically or, or championship Premier League for 20 years not other not many other clubs have had that level of consistency have they like you know when you think about the league we're in all of these clubs you know the championship changes on a season by season basis with new teams coming up new teams dropping out and all that kind of stuff so maybe it's just our time to drop down a level Maybe, yeah. I think, like like I said, I think if it doesn't happen this year, unless drastic action happens in the summer, it's happening next year anyway. So, yeah. Oh, I, just, I don't want to think about it. I really don't because, fuck, I worry about what happens with this club if we do go down. Well, think about it no more. The podcast is ending. We've come to the end, Ben Price. Um, thanks again for listening to The View from the Ninian. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian. Thanks to Sports Social for signing us up. Thanks to Terrace Badger for your continued sponsorship. VFTN20, VFTN20 on terracebadger.com for 20% off purchases. Uh, the sponsorships run to the end of the season. Um, KFI.com forward slash VFT Ninian if you'd like to give us some money. Ben, are you going to switch your brain off now and not think about football for another couple of days? Yeah, I'm going to bake off. Way. Um, I don't know anything about Bake Off, so I don't know what who's on it. It's Celebrity Bake Off. I, I don't know who's on this week, but yeah. Oh, it, it, it's, don't have to think about it, do you? No, I'm going to go watch Moneyball because TikTok has kept showing me Moneyball clips all day today. Um, <laughs> so I've got this new thing. I don't watch films in a linear format anymore. I watch them on TikTok, TikTok, TikTok through one minute clips of the film. And I have to try and hope that my algorithm provides me with the next chronological clip. It never does, but I just get another Moneyball clip then um, and I just watch it and I watch Brad Pitt being Brad Pitt. So, Do you have any idea what's going on in the film though? Oh, I've seen the film loads of times. Oh, I've seen enough. the film loads of times. It's just um, when you try and watch it through TikTok clips, it just everything's all out of sync. It's great. Cool. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. They may not
not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny Sports Social Podcast Network